सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यंकरवावहै तेजस्विनावधी तमस्तु मा विद्विषावहै ओम शांत शांत शांते गुरुर् ब्रह्मा गुरुर् विष्णुः गुरुर्देवो महेश्वरः गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्मा तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः I'll try to remind you while leaving as well. Just before the front door, there is an ice skating rink. So be careful while leaving. I searched for salt so that at least a patch can be put in. So I couldn't find salt. Then I found, I wanted to find a scraper to scrape it, but didn't find it. So, the only thing that I can say is be careful. Yeah, hold on to each other and fall carefully then. (laughs) So, we are in the 50th shloka, half century shloka. So, repeat after me. Svapanasvavasho vyapi Naikatma naika karmakrata Vatsaro vatsalo vatsi Ratnagar bhodhaneshwaraha स्वापनः स्ववशः व्यापी न एक आत्मा न एक कर्मकृत वत्सरः वत्सलः वत्सी रत्नगर्भः धनेश्वरः यूजुअली व्हेन द पोएट्स टेक ऑन the repetitive format like here it is the ver which has been repeated so it is a form of an alankara to bring in 
beauty to that shloka. Like Sant Goswami Tulsidas Ji writes about Hanumanji, he says, Lal Deha Lali Lase Arudhari Lal Langur. So, in that particular Chaupai, it is La 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 La. So, Lal Deha Lali Lase Arudhari Lal Langur. So, this is a kind of a Alankar. The reason I am talking about Alankar is that this Vishnu Sahasranama comes in Mahabharata after the Yuddha Parva is done. And it is an extempore sort of kind of competition between Vedavyas Bhagavan and Lord Ganesha himself. And what was their mutual understanding when they started off? They wanted it to be intellectually stimulating to each one of them. Ganeshji said, I will not take up a small project. If it has to be me, it has to be to my, my standards. This, one of his stipulations was, that if Vyasa Bhagavan stops somewhere in between, then that would be the point that he would leave writing and he would not associate himself with this project. Now, this is not an ordinary poetry. To write things in poetry, the prosody or the chanda holds a very primary nature that all these have to be in a uh, poetic order. They are not prose. They should be in a poetic order. And in order to put it in a poetic order, I don't know if any one of you has a habit of writing poetry. There is so much of uh, draft and redraft and uh, you know thesaurus and so many things that you refer to for the proper word to be used. And what is Ganeshji's expectation? That Vyas Bhagavan does that on the fly. That he is thinking and uh, dictating it without a moment of pause for Ganeshji ever. So, to challenge Ganeshji, Veda Vyasji accepted it and he said, provided, I will accept to this challenge, provided, Ganeshji writes every word of what I am saying with proper in-depth understanding. In Samskutam it is called Samayujji, meaning somebody who is equal in all order. Sort of kind of competition between the uh, similar kind. And in that, the poetic beauty that he brings out, this is called the Prasa Alankara. Prasa when the syllables are repetitive. And he does such a beautiful job. Vatsaro, Vatsalo, Vatsi, Ratnagar, Bhodhaneshwaraha. And we will see it often 
ಶ್ರೀವತ್ಸವಕ್ಷಾ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸ ಶ್ರೀಪತಿ ಶ್ರೀಮತಾಂವರ ಶ್ರೀಧ ಶ್ರೀಶ ಶ್ರೀನಿವಾಸ ಶ್ರೀನಿಧಿ ಶ್ರೀ ವಿಭಾವನ ಸೊ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಯೂಸ್ಡ್ ಯುವರ್ ಸನ್ ಅವರ್ ಗ್ರ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಸನ್ ಅವರ್ ಚಿಲ್ಡ್ರನ್ ಅವರ್ ಬಾನ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಸ ಅವರ್ ಶ ಸೊ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದಟ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ಶ್ರೀವತ್ಸ ಶ್ರೀವತ್ಸ ಸೊ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಯೂಸ್ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ನೇಮ್ಸ್ to put it in such poetic order it takes a amazing genius to bring it so i'm sure veda vyas ji was also enjoying putting it across in this poetic order yeah one has to enjoy doing it otherwise if he was commissioned to write 100000 shlokas it's a painful job if you can imagine writing 100000 shlokas and he is enjoying it writing it and there are six famous ones and there are multiple places wherein vedavyas ji went on narrating it but ganesh ji had to pause to reflect think and contemplate upon what these words mean because that was the agreement so he did not continue so he had to hear everything remember everything and then contemplate on each word and then start writing it of those six vishnu sahasranama is one such with pregnant depth of meaning and uh, contemplative understanding and now we'll go to the shloka swapanah swapanah many of us ask this basic question after listening to vedanta after going through various aspects of creative analysis and analysis on creation after having gone through all that we come to you very logical very poignant uh, questions so i put them under the category of golden faqs if a sincere seeker is thinking about vedantic concepts in proper direction has to come to these questions cannot but avoid them cannot avoid them. so one of the basic questions why did god have to create us this way we might have come to that point wherein we ourselves ask end up asking such questions why did god have to create this <coughs> who can answer that one question first of all any question starting with why cannot have a definite answer how can have a definite answer even in life when something very serious happens and we go into the loop why did this happen anybody giving any answer probably doesn't suit doesn't give us a direct answer to it nothing will justify or feel justified 
how it can be given an answer a proper systematic answer can be given why did god create it this way who can answer that question rightfully when you find him ask him ki he bhagwan hame aise banaya kyun why did you make us like this why did you make why why was there a necessity so many of the bhakti shastra they talk about leela as a concept who is she no it is not a she it is the divine dance or divine play leela which can be often compared have you ever taken your children to uh, ocean staying smack in the middle of a desert kind of a environment that's quite an uh, intriguing when you go to the sea shores so they will try to run into the waters jump up and down in the waters tired with the water they'll come outside have some refreshments and other things and then i remember long time ago you know in marina beach chennai so we would start building castles are very intricate ones different kinds of sizes and shapes different levels of tunnels somebody would dig from this side the other fellow would dig from this side sometimes we keep digging it never meets instead of uh, one tunnel there will be two tunnels being dug it's a joy when right in the middle you know the hands meet so very intricate tunnel system is created and a huge castle is created and when the kids are involved in it there is no pulling them back from it chalo or another 5 minutes another 10 minutes and finally you stand up and you have packed everything and bus chalo the sternness of your voice what do invariably all kids do do you remember what you have done ha and it is not without a sadness and it is like who breaks maximum of it and they'll jump here they'll keep jumping on it all over the place and break up the entire castle that was built and then leave so the question is ab todna hi tha to banaya kyun if you had to leave while breaking it why did you even make it
the buddhists they spend anywhere between 1 month to 7 8 months depending on the intricacy of the mandala those monks while chanting mani padme hum they'll do elaborate mandalas and by that one month end when the mandala is finished say if it is finished today evening by tomorrow morning after their morning prayers is done whatever invocations they have to do immediately they start wiping it away and that also very very delicately they brush it into the middle and pull everything into the middle and pick everything up and then go to the nearest lake or a pond or a river and drop all that in there so one wonders what uh, you spent about a you know, whole month and they spent each day about 12 to 14 hours such intense effort why did you just wipe it out the very next day so why did bhagwan create all this swapanaha swapanaha he is the one who unfolds all the jeevas from the basic root what is the basic root for all this samsara i don't know swami i am not asking of why he created what is the root cause for the samsara to be a chakra a continuous loop kind of an existence birth and death happens because of the vasanas vasanas happen because of the karma karma happens because of the vasanas so where do we take this loop finally to what is the root cause that sustains this loop because he is the one who ordained swapanaha swapanaha the root cause is self forgetfulness to be in that deep slumber of ignorance ignorance again meaning ignorant of one's own true nature why did he do this so the leela leela is like the children building the castle and breaking the castle why do they do it for a play leela srishti leela samhara so there was this great bhagavatkar from gujarat dongre maharaj so he used to say very rarely sometimes he did speak in hindi also and in his hindi pravachan that i heard he said that bechara akela baitha tha he was sitting all alone nirgun nirakar parabrahma paramatma so he also wanted some entertainment 
या टाइम पास भी बोल सकते हैं ही वॉन्टेड सम एंटरटेनमेंट एंड वी फील इट इज नॉट जस्टिफाइड बिकॉज वी द वे वी रिएक्ट टू दैट लीला इज एज इफ वी आर सेपरेट फ्रॉम हिज आइडेंटिटी that he creates us and throws us into this world and has fun at our cost that creates lot of mental agitation what kind of a sadistic god is he right what right does he have to create us and put us like this and uh, and use this like entertainment what am i an amusement or what and this creation is what an amusement park again in order for this leela to exist for all this to be created it was not that he created something other than him and enjoy it but he becomes the very creation for his recreation if he were something other than the creation and enjoying it then you would call him as a masochist or a sadist or whatever you call or a tyrant or some sad concept that he had to create it something other than him he becomes the very creation meaning what you me and this entire creation around us what is it it is essentially the extension of that paramatma in these different formats in these various formats yet to be awakened to their own true nature when the survival games were happening i don't know how many series that it went in but the first series at least there was a highest viewership what was the goal to survive through all the obstacles and get out you know safe and first than the others in the competition similarly he has created this entire pattern and he has not even left that choice of uh, comparing with others and compete it is self paced at what pace do you want to get out that is your choice so why did god create this who has to answer it when i realize that true nature of my own self i alone can answer the question whose question my own question when it comes to the individualized existence at each level swapanaha the cause becomes agnana at the totality the same 
it does not become Agnana, but it becomes his Shakti, which is Maya. He does not use Agnana there. He uses his Shakti. And Agnana is not something, you know, very a terrible demon or a devil kind of a thing. It is a mere self-forgetfulness. I keep traveling so often. Sometimes sleep in a hotel, motel or somebody's house. Every other week it is in a new place. So sometimes in the middle of the night when I wake up, I have to ascertain where exactly am I? Usually in the place that I live here, in the ashram here, I know where exactly my hand can land. It's as though by reflex action, the morning, early morning, the hand goes there, it turns the light on. And it's just a fraction of a second when traveling. There's a forgetfulness, self-forgetfulness. Oh, I am not first in my ashram. Second, where am I? Oh, I have come this week to this place. Okay, it is this person's house. So you you then identify with that environment and then function through. This is one meaning. Swapanaha, the one who is the very cause for this creation in the form of the seed, which is self-ignorance. Even that self-ignorance is also his cause only. He alone becomes that cause. Now the second meaning is Swapanaha. It is he alone who becomes or expresses through his Shakti in the form of tamasic, rajasic and sattvic. Guna. These three gunas are his expression. The only fact is, these three gunas are his expression in the format of his shakti. Swapanaha. Now we, we, when we listen to the Vedantic lectures wherein we have said, tamasic is bad, rajasic is active and sattvic is pure. That is one format of understanding. On a bigger, in a zoomed out perspective of a totality picture, tamasic is not all that bad either. Without tamas, we cannot go into sleep. Is sleep required? Have you ever, were you ever forced to work under a lot of pressure without sleep for two, three nights? What happens on the fourth day? 
or especially a doctor what happens you say we'll collapse by the fourth day we are like zombies somebody is speaking you are driving and huh you pump in how much ever coffee or uh, the energy drinks or whatever the system cannot move forward and that day when you sleep ha ah, 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 ha ah. and wake up from that sleep ha ah, ah. swapanaha that even at the vyasti kala the one who gives us the scope for rest and relaxation that also is an expression of paramatma alone so tamas is not all that bad what is bad with these three gunas is when what guna has to be invoked instead of that guna we invoke other gunas that disproportionality is wrong now this is a satsang this yagna is a satsang environment in a satsang what is the kind of guna that is predominantly required satvik you are not at a gun point and you are making your own choice right you said satvik but then sometimes a wrong guna is invoked in satvik environment tamasic guna is invoked in that time when it has to be tamasic we invoke rajasic guna when i go into the classrooms especially in the high school on saturday and sunday in balavihar and they are all groggy eyes are all swollen up what happened A lot of stuff <laughs> what do you mean by stuff oh uh, we were a uh, lot of work homework project assignments typically they'll goof off till 10 10:30 and then they start with feverish uh, enthusiasm 10:30 way into the night i still can't get fathom the concept there is music blaring what they call music i mean every generation calls the next generation music as a headache and the next generation calls the earlier generation music as sad melancholous so they have the music blaring and on their screens there are multiple chats happening 
not just as a parent, kids also, am I right? And then you are also doing your homework. That is the time for tamas. That is the time when you have to sleep. And what are we invoking? Rajas. Early in the morning, we have already seen, instead of sattva, tamas, Early in the morning, it has to be sattvic. You wake up early, fresh. But instead of waking up fresh, we wake up with tamas. Do I? Can't I sleep for more time? Why do I have to do it? This disproportionality is bad. Wrong application of different gunas in the right time is what is wrong with our accessibility or inaccessibility of the guna. Here what Paramatma, what Bhagavan is saying, he is saying that, that even for a jiva to have that temporary period of rest, he alone provides that environment through that uh, tamas, wherein we get to have sleep. So those who are having um, say sleeplessness, insomnia, right? So those who have insomnia, they are requested to chant this shloka at least 108 times. Not before sleep. I don't know then you will ever chant 108 shloka. And that way, the insomnia problem can be helped to get out of it. This comes as a help from the mantra shakti. Either medicine, medication or the meditation. So there are both methods. So the mantra shakti also helps to pull that balance in. So swapanaha. Now moving forward. Swavashaha. Swavashaha. The one who can be controlled by no one else. Or the one who has everything under his absolute control. You can, you can understand it both ways. There is another word which is used. It is called Anishaha. We hear Paramatma as Ishaha. Ishaha, the one who is the boss of everything. Anishaha means what? So, An is usually used as negation. So, not Ishwara? No, their An is used. The one who cannot be bossed by anybody else. Therefore, Anishaha. 
boss unto himself. Nobody else can be a boss over him. The similar concept, Svavashaha. Svavashaha, nobody can control him because he can be the only one who is the absolute controller of everything. In our cosmic system, before I go to the cosmic system, one step down, let me retrace. Many of us do not feel comfortable with the concepts wherein the control is not in one's own hand, it is in somewhere else with someone else. We feel very insecure and agitated. That's why many people do not believe in fate. Why? It seems like, you know, the fatalistic theories, nothing is in my hand. It is fate. That is how it is. I said, no. A man of action and I believe not in such environments. Suavashaha, what does it mean? That those with such mindsets, when you drive a car, for example, is anybody else controlling you? I don't know the count for the yesterday's freeze. Though while driving today, I have seen at least three cars on George Bush. One was, I hope nothing happened to that fellow who was driving that car. It was like smack in the middle of the meridian, like there's all mud and clay. And he has gone in there and it is all toppled upside down. They say Texans cannot drive on icy roads. They cannot drive even on proper roads. (laughs) What do you talk of icy roads? The maximum number of accidents that happen in US, if those intersections are rated, they have a list of top 10. Of those top 10, I'm not even going how many in Texas. Do you know how many in Dallas? There are three of the top ten accident-prone intersections. Two of them are on Preston. Right around the place where Saket is. Two of them. Things which are totally under our control, steering is under control, brakes are under control, to speed or not to speed is under our control, to gauge what kind of curve and how much speed to go in what curve is also under our control and yet there are accidents. 
Now we may, we may argue, oh, I have everything undergone, but of the other fellow, of these many accidents, there are those who go drive in and uh, hit into a post or a lamp or something. There is nobody there while backing up. You go hit the other car or you hit the something else. There is nobody else, even in everything under control. Suvavashaha, when you look at it from the Ishwara standpoint, the entire cosmos, has it ever happened that a planet has lost its orbit and suddenly goes into hitting some other planet or some other planetary object? There are a lot of particles out there. Staying in a city, we probably misjudge our, uh, uh, you know, skies. One of the most fulfilling experiences while we are in Himalayas or in uh, Kailash, there is absolutely no ambient light. For hundreds and hundreds of miles in any direction, and you stand there looking up, there is not a centimeter gap. Horizon to horizon, it is lit with tiny dots of shining illumination. And I am not exaggerating it if I say, especially when we are in Kailash, every 10 minutes once, there is at least one shooting star that you see. So if you believe, if you are a believer that whenever you see a shooting star, you know, wish for something and your wish will be fulfilled, you better have a huge list. If you are standing in that bitter cold watching all those shooting stars, your list will fall short. The whole skies are lit with planetary objects. We seldom hear they crashing into each other. And whatever crashes that we have talked, even in, they are just hypotheses that it may have happened. Yet to be proven. Eighty percent of this globe is water. And in that water, anything which has higher density than water, it will sink. In that water, the land masses are floating all over the place. Such a beautiful creation that he has created. Everything seems to be under perfect balance. Today we make it a big deal of uh, saying those uh, recycle, reuse, recycle and reduce, reuse and recycle. Do you know 
that every drop of water that we drink on a totality level is recycled water only. I was in San Diego and the waters there taste extremely weird. Hard water and extremely weird water. So I said, why is this water so distasteful? I'm not talking of bottled water, I'm talking of the tap water. So they said, because of the low water levels, all the waters that go into the sewer system is treated, reverse osmosis is done, pumped into the earth and re-sucked back and then another re, uh, reverse osmosis is done and then recycled into the potable water condition. So the moment uh, that first time you hear there is that kind of a weird feeling, you are weirded out, uh, I don't want to drink this water anymore, step back a little. The entire globe total amount of water, however old this earth is, isn't it been recycled? There is a high possibility that this water must have been had by uh, Gandhi, Buddha, uh, Krishna, Rama. They also use the same water, right? It has been recycled over and over and over. The total amount of waters in this earth, in whatever format, the three formats that it exists in, is always a constant. But what a beautiful system that he has created wherein the waters evaporate and then they condense, come down as rains, filtered water recycled. And then it nourishes the earth and there are these, and that also what a beautiful, different kinds of seeds sown in the same piece of earth, yield different things. One yields jasmine flower with its own unique fragrance. One yields a root or it is a stem, I would guess. Potatoes are stem. Potato is a stem, I believe. Okay, you are vegucated today. <laughs> Potato is a stem. And then you get the fruits like tomatoes. Tomatoes are fruits. And then you get nuts like coconut. <laughs> I'm just picking all unusual. The same piece of land provides for all these different kinds of nourishment. Almost everything seems to be under his Absolute control. 
whether it is a battery failure or a sink failure, even the atomic watches sometimes play tricks. But the natural time that the earth rotates around its own cycle, goes around the sun, the moon around the earth, Swavashaha, everything in absolute balance. Swavashaha. Now look at the, that is the Vyashti, that is the totality. At the, uh, that is a Samashti, not Vyashti, that is a Samashti, at a Vyashti, at an individual level. Bottomless pit. Called? stomach and in that stomach we keep throwing in so many things I hear everything you whisper only few that I pick and reuse So many things that go in and it is, it is not something that you are personally sitting there and you know, now I have to grind, now I have to juice it out, now the uh, ingredients, carbohydrates and uh, starch and uh, fatty contents and uh, sugars and uh, it happens. Swamashaha. There's so many things they happen. Why they happen probably even the doctors cannot tell. They say viral. Okay, doctors tell me. What does viral mean? You can't actually point your finger at anything. Then you declare it as viral. Am I right? (laughs) I am not completely right, but you will accept it. Thank you. We go out into the weather. Outside it is so cold, inside we keep it warm. And these stupid kids, they don't understand. They they think that it is cool factor. I am okay. And they will go in those uh, uh, shorts. It is freezing outside. 30 degrees, they will go in shorts, they will go in t-shirts. I am cool. I like... I am cool, shivering all over. What a trauma that the body is going through. Though it is a stupid act, but the body, in spite of that stupidity, has to now balance everything. The outside it is cold and the outside cold is is impacting the body. And the body cannot drop down below 37 degrees Celsius. So it has to generate the heat. 
how does the body even know that what point when exactly do i have to generate heat and when exactly do i have to cool down do you have a log when what how it is automated swavashaha and let me take you now we are, now we have taken that example so let me take that through i always used to feel that i have a very weird mind i think too much about too many things too deeply and i have a caricature side to it meaning i have a a funny expression of all that in my head so you know with the nostril what is the use of this nostril you know provide a bridge to it and then two hemispheres two kind of circular things all that is the air has to go in and out provide one hole right in the middle done why do you have to have a extension and then two aspects to it so then i decided only for putting on the glasses that is the utility of the nose bridge and the two nostrils this was when i was young 7th 8th grade we think at that age that you know god doesn't know how to create so this is a mere piece of waste if if, we, if the claim is that everything is so efficient and optimized then you don't need this then enter to vedanta and in vedanta they say that this this are called nadi so this is called ida and this is called pingala two nadis ida and pingala when you check your breathing one of them is usually working efficiently one is often closed you can check now also why does that happen so this apparatus here is called the god given thermostat so depending on the external climatic conditions that we are living in ida and pingala are regulated through the right nostrils when the air goes in when the left is blocked the system warms up when the left is open and the right is blocked the system cools down in the brahma muhurta kala at 4 o'clock that is the time when both nostrils are open and there is high ion ionic particles in the atmosphere which help easy in stabilizing the mind therefore a great moment for learning memorizing or meditational practices two aspects here one 
the creator heads off for such creation. Second, the sages, rishis and munis, they having the intelligence to find what it is meant for. So when we are, I, mean, I was taught this because of my stupid mistake once. I had at Gomuk, Gangotri and another 20 kilometers up there, Gomuk. It was just about half a kilometer away and I slip and fall into Gangaji. And I say that uh, at the beginning of Gangaji, don't take it as you know, Narmada or uh, Kaveri where it just trickles down. Gangaji is like, if you want to imagine, uh, do you know the size of this building, Chitrakut, from that end to this end? Three times this size is the beginning. Gurgling water out. You were there. Gurgling water out. Size of this hall is a glacier that breaks away and falls in, vanishes in. And at that height near the glaciers, the water is not cold. It is bitter cold. <laughs> and I don't know swimming. It's still a miracle as to how I came out. I came out and there was this Mahatma sitting there under a, a little tent with his dhuni fire. So I immediately run with wet clothes, go inside, sit in front of the fire. And he kicks me, literally with his foot, he kicks me out. You'll burst open. He meant that the veins were all turning purple. And you immediately go to extreme heat, then the nerves will burst. So he said, undress, go sit on the stones, because the stones will be warmer because of the heat. So thaw yourself up, then come inside in the next five minutes. I found that, and I thought that that is very counterproductive. It's outside, it's open weather, and you want me to thaw there? I said, gradual. And then after five minutes when I came in, he said, close your left nostrils. Rapidly for next five minutes, breathe in and out. And now I knew the trick as to how they can live in such extreme weathers with absolutely nothing that they wear. Such a beautiful system and he has balanced it right there. Both temperature and pressures have to be under balance. Swavashaha keeps it under absolute balance. Whether it is Vyashti or Samashti, the one who keeps everything under control and everything under balance, therefore he is called Swavashaha. Swapanaha Swavashaha. Vyapi. Vyapi, the one who is all-pervading, all-permeating. What do you mean? What do we mean when we say all-permeating or all-pervading? 
usually whenever sarva vyapi or vyapi this word comes in the only example that strikes in my head is a well made gulab jamun and whenever now i have learned whenever i make this example i have to also give a disclaimer it is not because i like therefore i have taken the example the example serves the purpose therefore i am taking the example am i clear <clears throat> so well made underline well made sometimes when it is not well made especially the canned ones you throw it in your mouth and it's like a rubbery chewy kind of a that's not well made sometimes in haste when it is cooked you almost need a a chisel and a hammer to break through i may be exaggerating the point is when you dig in with a spoon the spoon goes all the way to the middle almost to the middle and then bends automatically creates a curve and goes out then you see inside that it is like the earth's crust like you know there is there is one unboiled surface there outside it is all dark brown inside there is one lump there so what happened they must have put it on a high flame the outside surface has gone cooked but the inside is not cooked well so you have to put it in not medium but low medium and then stand there keep rotating them flipping them across and the little balls now will grow and to a deep brown color and then you put it in one string syrup do you understand one string syrup ha ek tar you make it two string then again you need a chisel and a hammer later because as long as it is warm you can get through now <laughs> so one string chashni the sugar syrup as they are taken out you throw them in the heat sucks in all the syrup inside then when you take it out soaked for 20 to 20 minutes to half an hour soaked well then you take that warm gulab jamun the spoon penetrates through and through and when you split it open and see the sugar syrup is permeating through and through antar bahischa tat sarvam inside and outside that alone exists right similarly with respect to the creation 
that which is being permeated and that which is permeating both are nothing but different aspects of Paramatma alone. Therefore, where is Paramatma? Wherever is a point that we recognize as ease, there Paramatma alone is. If Paramatma is not permeating there, that place, that time doesn't exist. That Vastu doesn't exist. Sarva Vyapi. And in this Sarva Vyapakatva, he expresses in multiple formats. And these multiple formats with different aspects. Swagata, Vijatiya, Swajatiya, Bheda. Jati, Vijati. Different kinds of species. Within species again, there are different kinds of um, differentiations within species. Homo sapiens are other than the other species. So different kinds of species and Homo sapiens. Within the Homo sapiens, what is the biggest classification that we can make? Men, women. Male, female. One kind of classification. Another kind of classification? Mongoloids, Caucasians, Asians, Africans, based on the skin color, eye color, hair color, based on the size and shape. There are tall, there are short, there are uh, thin and there are round and Indians have a very peculiar way of saying things. Instead of saying that you are stout, pleasantly plump. <laughs> I have a very peculiar mind, as I said. I said, why do you have to be so conscious? about the figure, maintenance of the figure. What do you know? I know my mathematics very clear. That who says that round is not a figure? Round also is a shape. That can be a classification. Vijatiya, Swajatiya. Swagata. Swagata, within that individual specimen, 
there is a head, there is a trunk, there are legs, there are hands. Within the hand there is a shoulder, there is the elbow, there is the wrist and there are fingers. He expresses in Vividhakara, Vividha Rupa. In multiple forms, multiple formats. And our Rishis have done that research also. And they have come across 8.4, I keep getting confused with that. 84 lakhs is 8.4 million. Huh. 8.4 million species. There are 8.4 million species. I know your mind will take tangent at this point. What about the extinct ones? They may not be actually extinct. What? Dinosaurs are extinct. Don't you know that? Yes, that is one way of looking at it. There is another way of looking at it also. Because all these are hypotheses. There is no proven theory yet. There is another hypothesis wherein they say that the oxygen content in the atmosphere when it is high, in order to process that higher extent of oxygen content in the atmosphere, the sizes also vary. The sizes of beings, the sizes of creatures also vary. Within Bhagavad Shastra, there are Within the Krishna Charita, there are two examples. One, Balarama and his wife. Balaramji's father-in-law was somebody from the Satya Yuga. He was so proud of his daughter that she was such a gem of a girl. And he didn't want her to get married to some Aira Gaira. Some kind of Tom, Dick and Harry, no. So he went directly seeking appointment with Brahmaji. By the time he got his audience with Brahmaji, and Brahmaji said, Bhaiya, what can I do for you? So this king said, I have this daughter and I am searching for the right one. So, Brahmaji looked towards earth and looked at him. Do you even know what yuga is happening in earth? So, this is, he was shown. It was already the end of Dvapar yuga. He was from Satya yuga. So, Brahmaji said, at this time, by the time I will send you back, it will be Dvapar Yuga or Dvapar Yuganta. The suitable person for your daughter would be Balaramji. And when this king came back to Balarama offering his daughter, Balarama had to look with his head 
taking all the way up. His daughter was way tall. And the process of how he shortened her is a little intriguing. I am yet to understand that. But she was shortened to match Balarama. There is another story of Muchukunda. Have you heard of the story of Muchukunda? So this Kala Yavana is attacking from the western side, from the Hindu Kush area. So attacks from that side is not something new. (laughs) They have been happening even then. The same genetics continue even today. And people from there were called the Yavana. And his name was Kala, Kala Yavana. And he had some enmity with Krishna and Balarama. So he finally chases them. He attacks them from the west and from the north and northeast. Jarasandha attacks. This is after Kamsa is killed. After Kamsa is killed, Kamsa and Jarasandha are related. So, Jarasandha takes it as his personal vengeance to declare war on Krishna. And they both attack simultaneously. And because of that war, Krishna is given a very beautiful title, Ranachodarai. He ran away from the battlefield. And Kalayavana was on foot chasing Krishna and Krishna enters into a cave and hides behind this Muchukunda who in Satya Yuga had helped Indra win a battle against the Asuras. And he had put in so much of effort that he was so tired at that point when he was asked for a boon. He said, I want to sleep for a long time. Anybody who disturbs my sleep, the first person that I see will get turned into ashes. So, Bhagavan Krishna hid behind that Muchukunda. This Kala Yavana comes in thinking, mistaking that this uh, sleeping person is Krishna. He kicks him. So, Muchukunda wakes up and Kala Yavana Basmi Bhutaha. He becomes Bhasma. So, Bhagavan Krishna comes from behind and Muchukunda recognizes him to be Vishnu Swarupa, does prostrations and then steps out. When he steps out, he says, what are these small little things crawling all over the place? Then Krishna explains, this is Dvapara Yuga and in Dvapara Yuga, the size of the cows are that much only. Now connecting it to the research today, so they say that when the oxygen content is higher, then the sizes of the animals and creatures are also bigger. So maybe that it is not that the species has gone extinct, it is just that their sizes have reduced. 
is a possibility because in those days the human form also was described with you know they were ajanubahu janu means the knees ajanu means the hands were longer stretching way beyond the knees today only orangutan and chimpanzee are like that Vishala Bahu, Ajana Bahu. These are the descriptions of Ramji. And he was really very tall. So, in this 88.4 million species, multitude and variety that the Bhagavan has created, there is another uh, sampling that can be seen that all these creatures can be put under four categories. Andaja, Svedaja, Udbhija and Jarayuja. Andaja, Anda, Anda is eggs, born from the eggs. So, various creatures under that category. Andaja. Udbhija, Udbhija, there are certain creatures that tear open the earth and sprout. So, all the plant kingdom comes under Udbhija. Now, the third category is Svedaja. Sveda means moisture. Wherever there is high content of moisture and good enough temperature, it starts producing these organisms. One of the famous ones, you know, the monkeys are busy grooming each other's hair. Have you seen that? What are they picking? Lees or lies? Lies. How are the lies born? Swedaja, born from the Moisture, sweat, especially in the tropical once a month when there is the abhyanga snana done. So, the hair is treated so that the forest is uh, exterminated. <laughs> that you have to be careful using somebody else's. A comb, there may be anda there, the beings can be transported, exported. So, those are the Svedaja. Andaja, Udbhija, Svedaja. And the fourth one is the mammals or Jarayuja, born out of the womb, born out of the uterus. So, this and then these are all only Chara. Chara, the animate ones. The inanimate is another category. Such multitude, such vast multitude. So, which format is Paramatma? We are not constipated with one form, one worship. Pick whichever form. 
invariably is the worship of that Paramatma alone. Because everything is nothing but an expression of that Paramatma. See, when the child is small, you know, sometimes while they are sleeping, they hold on to mummy's little pinky finger and then sleep very tightly. Why? Sometimes they don't even need to hold on to the mother's, mother's uh, pallu. And they wrap it around and sleep. Some security feeling, right? Holding on to the mother. Some hold on to the ear. Have you seen those patterns? Whichever part you are holding, however insignificantly small part that you are holding, what is the idea? That you are holding to something which is giving you that security. Similarly, whichever aspect of this creation that you pick with that worshipful attitude, you are worshipping that Paramatma alone. Therefore, in South India, you have Lord Shiva worshipped in different formats. Where is he worshipped as the earth? Come on. There is the Panchabhuta Lingas, right? Where is he worshipped as the earth? Kanchipuram. Where is he worshipped as water? He is called Jambukeshwara in Tirchrapalli or Trichy. And right under the Shivalinga, there is a constant water flowing. Where is he worshipped as fire? Tiruvannamalai. So in Tiruvannamalai, he is the Agniswarupa. Where is he worshipped as Vayu? You should know. Ah, Kalahasti. So in the Kalahasti main temple, behind the temple, outside the temple perimeter, there is an entrance for a different cave. I've gone, I've seen it twice. And when you go deep into that cave, <clears throat> right under the Garbhagraha, the main sanctum, there is another Shivalinga. And in the, at that Shivalinga, when you light a lamp, there is there are no windows, there is no air circulating or a vent. But you light the lamp and the, the lamp keeps fluttering as if it is in a, uh, a windy area. That is the Kalahasti, which is the Vayulinga. Where do we worship Lord Shiva as Akasha Tattva? Tamilians. Chidambaram. So in the middle they will have Nataraja. But once in a day they will flip open the uh, uh, what do you call it? 
for the curtain. The curtain once and said, see the Rahasya. And what is the Rahasya? There is no Shivalinga. <laughs> but they worship that space there as Shiva. Whichever Tattva that you take from the right devotional perspective, it is that Paramatma alone. Whether they are in the form of your children, your form of parents or spouse, who is it in that form of life? Is that Paramatma alone? Oh, I'll go tell my wife today. You know what? I am Paramatma, you should be worshipping me. It should be the other way around. For our own improvement, how should be the... Worship that we invoke that Paramatma in through all these beings. Naikatma. Naika karma krita. <clears throat> and in all these explanation, creation is karma. And as a creation, it is not a simple task. He just thought and it is done. There's so many aspects of layers that he becomes Ishwara, identifying with his own Shakti. Then the Ishwara becomes Hiranyagarbha. From the Hiranyagarbha, at the Samashti level, when he expresses, he becomes the Vishwarupa, Virata. From that Virata in the Vyashti, he expresses as Jiva. So, various stages that he expresses as different kinds of karma in creation. In sustenance, in being the Svavashaha, he has to maintain that balance in this creation. And there is a constant effort in sustaining it. So, if you look at it, creation is easy. What creation is in comparison to sustaining what has been created? Having children is easy. <laughs> sustaining that whatever adjective you use there. Bundle of joy. And raising them up is its own task. And if these two are that intricate, even the samhara or tirodhana of the creation, changing the entire creation, morphing it to a different format, requires even more action. So, naika karmakrata. He is not just one action, but he is in multiple action. Another way to look at it is how many creatures are there? Just the human beings, how many of us are there? 7 billion. Now add 8.4 million species and all their different creatures in within each specimen. All of them put together and their activities. 
बिहाइंड एवरी हैंड बिहाइंड एवरी लेग बिहाइंड एवरी इंटेंशन बिहाइंड एवरी एक्शन एक्सप्रेशन इट इज दैट परमात्मा लोन एक्सप्रेसिंग सहस्रशीर शा पुरुष सहस्राक्ष सहस्रपात इज द सेम कॉन्सेप्ट गिवन इन अ डिफरेंट परस्पेक्टिव we'll continue the next line tomorrow so as you are stepping out if you are wearing your skating shoes enjoy otherwise walk carefully it is frozen om shante shante shantehi harihi om shri gurubhyo namaha harihi om